peoples of the worldwide federated internet. What's good? ago maybe a few months ago uh, on one of my videos I covered this idea of not giving up going on and continuing no matter what no matter how many times you have to go before God and repent do not give up I am not as eloquent as many other Christian thinkers I mean I don't really consider myself a big thinker but I'm just saying I'm not as good and I'm not as eloquent as conveying my thoughts as some of these men. Now, this book right here, Mere Christianity, I take my time reading books. There's some books that I read and I read quickly. When I read The Screwtape Letters, I actually took a, a couple months to read that book, and it wasn't because it takes that long. I was really soaking up the things that C.S. Lewis was saying. Like, I would read, and I would have to stop. I had to stop like, okay, I'm going to have to go to my Bible because he's going over some things that went over my head. But the way he just explained this, I have another thought and I now have to go back to my Bible. Mere Christianity is much like that. Could I have finished this book in a day and a half? I probably could finish this book in a day realistically, but it's his mind works in such a way, which I'm thankful for this, that when he describes something, you immediately want to go back to your Bible and kind of let me look into what he's saying, because this is kind of different. He said something in the chapter of this book about sexual morality that lends itself to what I was saying about not giving up. But he said it in so much of a better way that I kind of want to look into this. So I'm going to read an excerpt from it's a paragraph. At the, at the very end of the chapter, almost the very end of the chapter on sexual immorality, here's what he said. We may indeed be sure that perfect chastity, like perfect charity, will not be attained by any merely human efforts. You must ask for God's help. Even when you have done so, it may seem to you for a long time uh, that no help or less help than you need is being given. Never mind. After each failure, ask forgiveness. Pick yourself up and try again. Very often, what God first helps us towards is not the virtue itself, but just this power of always trying again. For however important chastity or courage, or truthfulness, or any other virtue may be, this process trains us in habits of the soul, which are more important still. It cures our illusions about ourselves and teaches us to depend on God. We learn on one hand that we cannot 
trust ourselves, even in our best moments. And on the other, that we need not despair, even in our worst, for our failures are forgiven. The only fatal thing is to sit down content with anything less than perfection. I said similar, but he said it so much better than, than what I said. And I was like, you know what? I went back to my Bible after reading this and I was like, man, it's, it's amazing to me and actually encouraging that he had the same thought that I had. This is the thought that helped me out of my despair and my struggles with sin, because you want to give up. It can be demoralizing. You just think to yourself, man, I'm never going to get over this thing. I'm I just want to give up. And I'm telling you the best decision you can make is that it doesn't matter how many times you have to go before God and repent. You will repent and walk with God. So I want to go to my Bible. I'm going to read the quotation. So I'm going to read sections of this paragraph and go to the, the consequent verses that I thought of as I was reading this, going through what he said. And, and this is a, another one of the things that makes me realize the importance of reading your Bible as much as possible, because there's constantly Bible references flowing through my head. This is like a constant thing with me now. And so when I read stuff immediately, I think, man, that makes me think of this verse right here. So I open my Bible and I go and I read, I'll read the chapter. I'll read the book. I'll catch the context to see if this actually fits with the, with the idea that I've been thinking. So anyway, without further ado, we're going to read this, this paragraph from CS Lewis and go over some verses. Let's get into this. So the first thing he says, I took some notes because I, I had to on this one. He says, quote, we may indeed be sure that perfect chastity, like perfect charity, will not be attained by any merely human efforts, end quote. And for that, I take you to Galatians chapter five and verse 16. This I say then. Walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. One of the biggest mistakes you make, especially as an early believer, I think many new believers make this mistake is thinking that in your own power, in your own way and in your own will, you're going to be able to overcome whatever said sin is, whatever sin you struggle with, whatever it may be. Look, Outside of submitting to the spirit of God, it is not in you. You do not have power in and of yourself to rid yourself of this thing. This is the entire reason we needed the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in those moments where you think, man, I'm just terrible. Why can't I get over this? There's something wrong with me. Yes, there is something wrong with you. It is called sin. Your flesh didn't go anywhere when you got saved. It's still there. Read Romans chapter seven. 
if you if you struggle understanding that concept, your sin is still there. And to believe and to think that somehow in your own power, you're going to be able to tackle this sin and rid yourself of this thing. It's naive. And this is part of the naive thinking that has people quit and give up. Let's go on to the next part. Quote, you must ask for God's help. Even when you have done so, it may seem to you for a long time that no help or less than you need is being given. And for this, I want to take you for this thought, close quote, by the way, I want to take you to the book of Romans chapter seven and verse 21. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. If you think I'm going to get the victory over this thing and never will I ever have this thought or be tempted with this thing ever again, I am telling you, you are sadly mistaken. The flesh is still there. It did not go anywhere. And again, this, this is why this idea of endurance and continuance is such a bigger deal than I ever realized. I'm telling you, when I, when I read this, this paragraph from CS Lewis, immediately I thought about the things that I've seen in my Bible about continuance and about endurance. And I was like, man, this, yo, he's saying the same thing. I said, don't give up. This is the whole goal of that wicked one is get you to give up because if, if that wicked one can, can, can get in your mind and get you to believe that, well, since you're still struggling with this thing, you might as well give up. You're just, you're terrible. I'm telling you that's, that's complete incorrect thought. All right, let's go on to the next point. Quote, never mind. After each failure, ask forgiveness, pick yourself up and try again. Very often what God first helps us toward is not the virtue itself, but just the power of always trying. I'm going to take you to the book of James chapter one, close quote, by the way, I keep forgetting to say that at the, at the end of these quotes, James chapter one and verse 12, blessed is the man that endureth temptation for when he is tried he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. That word endure means to last, to continue in the same state without perishing, to remain, to abide. And the principle is, and a point is, it's, it's not that you're going to get to the point where you're never tempted again. That's that's if if you're expecting that, if that's the 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 thought you have in your mind, you're naive. We live in this world. 
There are powers at play and there are things in this world that you won't just escape. This is why the Lord Jesus Christ, I believe in the gospel of John chapter seven, prayed not that we would be removed from the world, but that we would be kept from the evil. All right, let's go on. Quote. For however important our courage or truth or truthfulness uh, for however important, excuse me, uh, or courage or truthfulness or any other virtue may be, this process trains us in habits of the soul, which are more important still. It cures our illusions about ourselves and teaches us to depend on God. Close quote. And I want to take you to Romans again. The book, excuse me for jumping around, but several of these thoughts. I'm assuming that C.S. Lewis was was similar to me and how I think. And sometimes I have several thoughts and, and it strings along several different verses in several different places within their context. But those specific verses pull out something that I've been thinking. Okay, so uh, verse 18 of Romans chapter 7, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh. Now, mind you, this is the Apostle Paul himself speaking. We could argue, especially in New Testament times, that there wasn't a most a more faithful saint than the Apostle Paul. He says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. If you have this idea in your mind that, oh, I can't, I can't do this and I'm not good. And you think that you have to be good or you're going to be good at some point in order to be able to abstain from these things. You have the wrong idea in mind. The Bible says there is none good. No, not one. This is the point. We aren't good. We don't have the power. This is why you continually need God. If we were able to just get saved and everything's good and you'd never, you would never go back to God or rely on God for anything. You would be prideful and you'd be lifted up thinking that you can do this all on your own. Okay, let's go on. Quote, we learn on the one hand that we cannot trust our, ourselves, even in our best moments. And on the other, that we need not despair, even in the worst, for our failures are forgiven. And I want to go to First John chapter 1 and verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You must remember that this is to believers. This is to the brethren. So what does this show you? Clearly, people after they get saved are going to still need to go before God and repent for sins committed. So clearly you're not perfect. You have not arrived. 
I, I think I forgot to say close quote on the end of that one. Okay, so here's here's the big one. This was the, the last part of this paragraph. And this is where I thought, man, I believe C.S. Lewis is saying the same exact thing that I said. He says the only fatal thing is to sit down or quote, the only fatal thing is to sit down content with anything less than perfection, close quote. And I understood C.S. Lewis is saying the same thing I said. What is he saying? C.S. Lewis is saying, look, we're not perfect and you're not going to be perfect. But anything less than striving for perfection, then you have missed the mark and doing what you should do before God. And I was like, yo, I'm not bugging the, the thought I had. And this came from going through my Bible. It, it didn't come from someone else's ideas, just peering into the Bible and seeing what the what the Bible says. Look, if it's one thing I realize at this point is the devil wants you to give up and to quit. I did that at one point. I thought I'm never going to get over this. I'm this, these, these thoughts are going to plague me. I just, I, I give up. I can't do this. No, 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 that's not it. You keep going, keep repenting, keep reading your Bible, keep praying, endure until the very end. As long as you have to, as much as you have to, I'm telling you, we are to endure. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.